0: Bush and Richie here with your Hometown Show podcast, uh, which you're going to love tonight. We've got I'll have a show for you, but before we get going, um, just something that I've noticed in our office here. You might notice it in your house or where you work if you're going in and out of work at the moment. In our lift, wouldn't you agree? We've got incredibly brutal lighting. Oh yeah, really like super bright halogen lights and it's always uh, one of the worst bits of the day is getting in our office lift to go up a couple of flights uh, if you're not feeling great about yourself you catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror and you think flipping heck particularly during the lockdown when people are like you know you're not kind of keeping on top of things properly I I've got my have got hair coming out of the, like the, the, my ears have you not got a, a strimmer for that no I've never I, used one. Do you know, mate?
1: Uh, okay, so this is, I mean, it is a hell of a show, as Bush said, we've got for you today, but I'm sorry, this is about to get really, really quite grim. One of my favourite things is strimming my ear hair because oh my word. the thing about it is, and I, I, I'm no hair expert, but I would imagine that your ear hair is of a denser keratin than your normal hair because when I strim that with the strimmer, uh-huh. you really hear quite a. Like from as it comes off as, as the blades hit it because the the ear hair is going right into your ear canal yeah you really hear quite a chink
0: thing is, I, I I'm a little bit concerned about getting into is that where I'm at now like streaming my own ear hair yes oh, we talked about this before on the show I don't want to be I've sat there as a kid and watched owl fellas get their ears done in barbers or have their nostril hair trimmed it's happening now for me, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah. Yeah, oh. it is. It's where both of us are at. You've got your Dennis Healy's as well.
0: Oh, there's another... Well, you're about oh, to hear uh, old <laughs> cultural <laughs> reference to people. Let's get on with the podcast.
1: This, this is effortless. <laughs>
0: They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. i just got to tell you about this. I accused our friend Jess of being Imelda Marcos earlier on for having too many shoes. Uh, and Jess, who's in her mid-20s, has got no idea what I was talking about. And this is happening more and more now when you're working with people who are like in their... Tw- I'm like even mid-20s. There's a load of old cultural reference points that they don't know who you're talking about anymore. Yeah, It's, it's the same mob of people who've survived on from the 80s. We're still using them. Like, for example if anyone's brainy, I'll go, all right, Bamba Gascoigne. <laughs> and then you've got to be, if you work with someone in their 20s, like, what, who's Bamba Gascoigne?
1: It's so depressing. It is so depressing. Just even to to, to to fly out the odds. Of course, slow down Nigel Mansell. Nigel That's Mansell. That's depressing.
0: Sterling Moss. Take it easy, Sterling Moss. <laughs> Again, these people aren't even, like, actively in that sport anymore. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, Uh, we do need I feel like we need a bit of an update I just thought it'd be quite interesting though just as like a catch-all just to try and find out in the first hour of the show if you use a dated cultural reference uh, and and you're not going to change you're going to stick with it you're going to carry on with it uh, who is it and why do you keep using it so any other ones out there? I'd say I've always thought one of the most powerful ones,
1: but it's it's one that needs updating, bless him, uh, is Duncan Goodhue, because <laughs> yeah. it represents those who are fantastic <laughs> at swimming, and also some follicly challenged. Exactly. Yeah. Alright, Duncan Goodhue. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so if you use an old culture reference point, this is the place to come and tell everyone about it. Uh,
1: and do you know what, there's so many coming through, and the, the, the thing I'm finding, reading reading your texts and your tweets, it's beginning to depress me. Yeah. Like Lewis, Lewis <laughs> is saying here, legged it like Linford Christie. Oh, Linford Christie, my goodness, I mean, you know, wow, Wow, the guy is so fast. And so, like, wh- wh- how are people not getting that now?
0: I, th- I presume our producer Adam might not know who Linford Christie yeah, is. Of course, I know. He, he says. Okay, okay, okay. okay yeah. fair enough. He's, he's fair enough. googling right now, isn't he? But I'm keeping you in the twenty uh, in the twenties brackets, Adam. Yeah. So that's a good thing.
2: I'd say you say both
0: He's say Usain Bolt. Well, there He's you go. talking too much. He is still chan. Let's just keep a lid on that. Stu says, there's a bloke at work who keeps taking days off. I said to him, you're having more holidays than Judith Chalmers. Don't look at him. Does he know that one? Uh, he knows that one. <laughs> and then another Stu's been on and says, when a call breaks up on the phone, I always go, hello, Norman Collier. <laughs> <laughs> we spoke earlier about Sterling, Mostert, the Nigel Mansell, Stephen Fleet, wanting to put forward Barry Sheen for anyone riding a motorbike very quickly. Uh, we mentioned Judith Chalmers about holidays. This fellow here says, whenever someone at work has a few days booked over the year, I'll say they've got more holidays than Alan Wicker, but none of them have got a clue what I'm saying, says this person. That's almost one before Judith Charms, isn't it? <laughs> uh, we've got Laura on the line right now. Laura, what is your dated cultural reference that you keep using? It's um,
2: <laughs> saying, listen very carefully. I shall say there's only one." <laughs> in my french classes even though they clearly don't know what that means because they've never watched LOLO.
0: ah oh, can you say it one more time because your, your french accent with that is fantastic <laughs> one more time go for it
2: you'd almost think i was a french teacher yes, you? French <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen very carefully, I shall say this only once. It is as if
1: we've got Michelle from The Resistance on the phone <laughs> speaking to us right now. I used to love <laughs> that show wrong. so much. It is so sad that that is something that the kids won't get.
0: And I tell you what, Laura, you've got a real knack for this. She might want to make a career out of this, doing the French thing. <laughs> <Very
2: good. laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's worked for me for 25 years, so should I crack on? Yeah, keep doing it, do it, yeah. <laughs> I think I should,
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, you're pretty
0: good at what you do as well. Oh, get, get out of here. Thank you very much. That's, that's very lovely. You to hear. stupid woman. Yeah, well, what do you say?
2: <laughs> do you have a dicky ticker? <laughs> wow, that doesn't work so well over
1: the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Laura. Take care. Yeah take care bye. Thanks, bye bye Rick and Barry is adding another to the list anyone trying to lift anything heavy it's
0: of course Jeff Capes <laughs> our 31 year old producer Adem doesn't know who Jeff Capes is so depressing uh, this one here from Michelle super smashing great uh, when someone does something good Jim Bowen uh, <laughs> but no one knows who that is anymore Darren says Tucker when addressing my son when he's still wandering about in his school uniform after 8pm <laughs> <laughs> that's great uh, Annie what are we putting on the list
2: one we use is when we we walk into an empty place. We say, "Oh, it's like a Mary Celeste, in you. Oh,
0: yes, and does anyone know what you're talking about?
2: Yeah, we do because we're nearly sixty. Yeah.
0: All right, so but like young younguns don't get it, they do they?
2: Uh, no, absolutely not. Do you know
1: what? There's no reason why they shouldn't because I'm just looking up the Mary Celeste. The Mary Celeste was discovered drifting empty in 1872 so there's yeah. no reason why
0: the likes of you and I should get it but the young ones shouldn't I know it's weird it's been lost on them a little bit I think uh,
2: education yeah. education. yeah we need we need to tell
0: them about our missing drifting boats and is there any other ones you use that, that uh, young people don't get there any in South Wales Ooh, he's disappeared like Lord Lucan
2: <laughs> oh, oh who's <laughs> this
0: who's that appeared
2: oh this is Marky <laughs> <laughs> hello
0: and, and who, who's Marky
2: your
0: uh,
2: a partner. yeah, He's made it off. A better half, I'd like to think, but there
0: we go. I might get a slap for that. <laughs> well,
1: it's all going on down there in South
0: Wales, <laughs>
2: yeah, isn't it? It's like the Ant and Dec of Wales. <laughs> uh, absolutely. absolutely <laughs> Lovely to speak to you
0: two. Take care.
2: Oh, thank, <laughs> thank you. Cheers, bye.
0: Neil says, when I use language Timothy, it gets blank looks from the younger work colleagues, <laughs> which, of course, is from this TV show. Yes. Do, you remember, do you remember Sorry with Ronnie Corbett? Language Timothy. Language Timothy. Uh, Miss Hot says, if someone's taking lots of photos, I ask them, who are you, David Bailey? <laughs> Please keep that Language Timothy music going. Thank you. Do you, do you remember it was like a, a ball of laser hitting Ronnie Corbett's <laughs> face and then it spin round and then bounce back <laughs> again? It was brilliant. I could watch it all day. Tracy, you've got one for us. It's uh,
2: my grandmother's
1: favourite one was I'm um, like a pig with a musket when you should all, like, finger to thumb. Like a pig with a musket? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. I've my never life. heard it before, Tracy. Oh,
2: it's very old.
0: OK, so, <laughs> very and, old. and the point is, then, that you're, you are a bit clumsy because pigs generally aren't very good at using firearms.
2: one. one. Hot man. <laughs>
1: so, say, for example, I was just trying to make sure that if we use this, we use it in the right way, so uh, maybe I, I suddenly
0: drop a load of books... Yes. ..and Bush would go... You're like a pig with a musket, Richie. <laughs> Brilliant, we are we going to use that? Thank you very much.
2: Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. Take care. Oh, Bye. Thank i dropped that book.
0: He's Bye. like a pig with a musket.
1: So, look, I need to tell you about this decorating disaster. I've gone into one of these situations where, you know, sometimes where you promise the world, uh-huh. but then the reality it turns out to be very, very different. I do remember you uh, saying, you, you were planning quite a big thing with this yeah. bit of decoration. So, um, over the last couple of weeks, my, my older two kids, they're, uh, well, now I'm committing myself to their ages, 17 and 15. Okay, right? that's good. So, they're, they're up this weekend, um, and uh, the way the dyes have gone, they've, they've not been able to get up the last couple of weeks, so I kind of thought, well, look, it's a shame. I'm going to obviously really miss them, but this gives a window for their rooms to be clear and to get some decorating done. To be fully decorated. So, I went bold and Said, well, look, the shame is shame you knocked me up, but the big thing is, I'll get your rooms done. Yeah, your rooms are gonna. But next time you're up, your room <laughs> <laughs> you can see where this is going already. <laughs> right? Your rooms are gonna be done. So committed to completely stripping all the wallpaper. It's a big old job, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a big old job, and the, the carpeting went out the window. That went out the window pretty early when I realised that's that's not going to get done as well. Yeah, might be in time, but. They're here on Friday night, right? And both rooms at the moment... So... Charlie's room is a disaster. It looks like you know Homes under the hammer.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> you know, sometimes when they when they, they go in and they've just got the house of auction and it's it's an absolute bomb so you're thinking to yourself watching
0: it again, how are they gonna do anything with that? Like yeah. stepping on broken plaster and stuff. And
1: Dion Dublin will go back in a year's time and it looks amazing. <laughs> but when he stood there at the and they've just got it, that's what his bedroom looks like. The, there's no wallpaper on the walls yeah. at all. Um, it needs replastering. That's what I didn't bargain on. So it, it's just Oh, it's just awful. Caitlin's room, meanwhile, is, is, is the one that's been closest to being done. Yeah, yeah. But it's not going to be painted in time. I reckon it might be ready by Saturday, but I think there's still going to be noxious fumes hanging around on Friday.
0: I, I don't know which tournament it is, but you remind me of either an Olympics or a World Cup where they didn't quite get it ready on <laughs> <the> time. stadium's
1: <laughs> up. Do you know what, what I mean?
0: Building stadiums at the last minute. So, Charlie's going to sleep in just some kind of hovel.
1: Caitlin's going to... She's going to have to sleep the night on the sofa on Friday night because I don't think it's going to be safe because of the fumes, it's. I've promised them the world. The reality is going
0: to be a disaster. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter at Absolute Radio, are we going to tweet out that there's a photo of of Charlie? I've
1: I've asked I've asked my wife to send a picture of the room as it is. I'm just about to put it out, so it's not out there right now. It's going to go out in seconds. Have yeah. a look. It looks like Saddam Hussein,
0: <laughs> Spidey Hole. We're talking about old culture references from earlier on.
1: Yes. So look, if there, I. It would make me feel better if if there's a situation in life where you've promised the world, or maybe you've been promised the world. But the reality turned out to be so different. Please make me feel better. Share those times. Alex says, I'd just moved in with my future wife and my mum promised me a great joint Christmas present that would be wonderful for the pair of us. Yeah. Imagine my surprise on Christmas Day uh, when we unwrapped a, <laughs> a Corby trouser press. <laughs> Apparently, my mum said it would save my wife the ironing. Oh, my word. <laughs> World War III in that house. Uh, this text here from John says, this sounds like a cry for help, Richie. Sorry, I'm only a fire. Place fitter, but I think local tradesmen should offer to help. First of all, neither rooms need a fireplace, and secondly, this was not a cry for help. I don't think this is going to be some kind of Nick Knowles big build. If, if
0: someone offered to to come in and get it done on budget for you on time, would you? Because it's, it's quite personal sometimes, isn't it? Like in terms of your own pride, would you accept that? Of <laughs> course. <Cool. laughs> but, but what that that's not what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. Hey we have got Steve on the line. Steve, uh, what did you promise the world but not deliver?
2: Yeah, I uh, promised the world to strip my downstairs bathroom out. Um It's a big it one that. That's a big one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um all the pipes were in the concrete so they would um ate all the copper so it took 2 months. It was easier to put a hot and cold tap outside,
0: and I took the bath out, and we used to have to bath in the garden for two months. Steve! Oh my (laughs) god. That's like back in time for tea or whatever that program
2: is.
0: (laughs) Really? Were you really sat in the back garden?
2: Uh, Yeah, um, to be honest with you, it was nice, and I had to claw onto the bath at the end of it because I'd like to have kept it.
1: So tell me that this whole episode took place over summer months. You weren't having baths outside in February, surely? (laughs)
2: Um I have got a picture somewhere where it was snowing
0: behind me. Wow. <laughs> and that's the worst thing. If the family are on your back a little bit as well, them actually having to have a bath outside probably just caps it all off, doesn't it, I imagine, in terms of being told off. Yeah, but I, I
2: enjoyed it. It was
1: like having a little laptop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what you tell him, Steve. Love it.
0: Brilliant. <laughs> Cheers, fella. Thank you, buddy. Take, care, mate. Take care, bye. Uh, Christian Horsham says, as a penniless student at Plymouth Poly, I met a foreign exchange student who'd just arrived from Amsterdam and was looking forward to exploring Devon. After a few drinks, I boasted that I had a car and could drive her around. On that basis, she agreed to go out with me. Sadly, I never again managed to get my dented old Vauxhall Viva to start, <laughs> as I couldn't afford to repair it, to get it off the road or to tax it. it. never, I never did get to drive her around beautiful Devon as Plymouth City Council towed my car and scrapped it. 30 years later and after 23 years of marriage, she still reminds me about it.
1: Oh, well, at least at least it ended in marriage. But,
0: uh, every cloud and all that. <laughs> That's a lovely story.
1: Uh, Justin, what were you meant to be doing?
2: Well, I was tasked with um, redecorating our en suite bathroom which came off of our bedroom. Yeah. Um, in our old house. It was only about five years old so it wasn't really that old. I started by um, taking everything out. Shower, toilet, sink, tiles, everything. It was completely bare and I kind of Got sidetracked, lost a little bit of interest, and two years later, um,
0: (laughs) 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 wow, you must have been really, really unpopular in your house.
2: Well, yeah, we we kind of got about it. In the end, the door was closed, and we just started to use the door frame as like an extra coat hanger thing. So we we just (laughs) thought it was there, and it was only when we started talking about moving house uh, because we wanted to move, uh, change locations completely. That, that, that I sort of got my finger out and, and sorted it. <laughs> you
1: deprived yeah. your wife of an ensuite for two years. That's incredible, <laughs> unbelievable.
2: Uh, yeah, myself, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well,
0: yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, you genuinely, uh, absolutely promised the world and delivered next to nothing. Or, or was the final thing okay when you finally got got your act together?
2: I literally only finished it about three weeks before we sold the house. So we oh,
0: never my... God. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Justin, I'll take solace from it. Thank you. Let's have a quick chat about food. Uh, so Katie and I are trying to eat less cakes at home. Anyone else got into a bit of a bad rut of eating chalky muck during the lockdown? Do oh. you kind of deserve it? You think, oh, you know, we deserve we're not doing anything... It's got a bit, out, a bit out of control in our house, so we're trying to turn over a new leaf. Uh, I still want something, like, after... I'm not going to have dinner and then not have anything after. I've got to have something. Absolutely. With a cup of tea. So we've bought in a pack of run-of-the-mill original digestives, which don't normally get a look in these days, because normally you have chocolate on and them, but we're going to go, like, back, back to basics. And, you mentioned all due respect, they're pretty boring, aren't they? (laughs) Aren't they boring? (laughs) When you have a digestive, you feel like you need to have a glass of squash and maybe give blood at the same time. (laughs) It's got that kind of vibe about them. So, I mean, we've had them a couple of times. It's a bit like crunch, crunch, looking at each other. And I think they're they're crying out for something else so an, you, an addition
1: If you bought these as as like a dessert
0: so you have that your main meal dessert. And, oh, wow Kate you'll do the food when I get in we'll have that and then I'll make a cup of tea and bring in on a plate and it's, it's it looks like something you might slide under a prison door <laughs> uh, uh, we've got two digestives each and, and I'm thinking this grim. needs something on it that's great so I just want to put it out there this evening how would you make a digestive better what would you put on it to make it a better thing because you know I think it's the basis of, of, of a meal or a sweet or a dessert it's not the finished product
1: you need a suggestion off of me that is ready to go when you
0: get home tonight with little or no preparation. One more than that, I think whatever comes out in the wash this evening, in this final hour of the show, we try on this radio show tomorrow evening. Oh, I'm up for that. Ourselves. I'm up for that. And we write it off on our show budget. <laughs> Do
1: we have a? No, we yeah, right. actually. Okay, well, right. we'll get ourselves. Let's go route one. My suggestion, first of all, uh, a nice slab
0: of cheddar cheese. Now, I, I remember seeing digestive biscuits when you have a. If do you want those people have a cheese board in a restaurant? Would you oh, have a, I'd love, before I tried to go dairy free, yes, absolutely. Oh, but now you wouldn't be able to do it. I, I might do. I've just got to be prepared for the hives. <laughs> I'm prepared for the hives. <laughs> and you ain't going to a festival. Put it that way. <laughs> okay, so a bit of cheddar cheese on the top. Yes, it's not bad.
2: Yeah.
1: Spice things up a little bit. for cheese board. Or I'm weeping for a cheese board. Uh,
0: well, you will be if you have it. Uh, Michael says, Biscoff spread. Now, isn't Biscoff just like a pulped biscuit type material? That's like having chicken and egg. It's two generations of the same thing. biscuit, yeah. We've got a lot of work to do here, (laughs) folks. How would you improve a digestive by putting something onto it? Our boss, Paul, has just texted me. He says that growing up, we had butter and jam on digestives on the mean streets of Scunthorpe. What about that? It's like Angela's ashes. Is that bringing it? If I make a comment, I'm in trouble with him. He's already had a pop at your walls. <laughs> I know. That you yeah. earlier on. So you just have to behave
1: yourself. <laughs> He's activated tonight. He's up to something. I don't He's know what's up to going on. I'm going to say no more. It's going to get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> I offered forward cheddar. Yes, I like that.
0: Yeah, so Would you f- have a slice of apple with that as well? Or does that make you Henry the Apple and cheddar. Now, well, you see, now your cheese board. It's cheese. It? It's a cheese board.
1: Luke and Falkirk says um, Nutella and thick-cut cheddar. That's a test. Uh, trust me, you'll mm. never look back. I can see that. I've often said a chocolate fountain dipping cheese into a chocolate fountain. It's a, ch- <laughs> it's a taste sensation.
0: So that with a the digestive, there's all sorts going on. I don't know about you or anyone else listening. i would forgotten how he says Nutella. <laughs> uh, the correct way. Well, Elise says margarine. My mate's granny used to do it and it's yum, trust me. Just spread margarine on top. See, that's close to the mean streets of Scunthorpe, that isn't is it? That thats back to Scunthorpe a little bit, which is up. Paul's autobiography. biography. <laughs> Eight twelve fifteen to get in touch. How do you improve? You're dig- in trouble now. <laughs> I'm in trouble now, a digestive biscuit. Uh, we're going to go through some of the best ones on the show tomorrow. Anita, what do you have for us?
2: Okay, the digestive. Uh, you take the digestive, you put a marshmallow on it, you bang it in the microwave for a couple of seconds till that marshmallow has started to melt. You take it out, you spread it on.
0: Wow, and is this a thing that you do? You do this when you're at home watching telly?
2: Um, I don't. I don't choose a digestive for anything other than the bottom of a biscuit base of a... Non baked cheesecake at the moment. That's what, I've, wow. that's what my, my digestive is used for. Um, but that's what I used to do as a kid. Yeah. Anita to do that
1: a lot. Could I take your idea and run with it one more step? Um, and you can pull it back if if you think it's a problem. But could you turn it into do the microwave thing with the digestive you've, suge- you've suggested? Yeah. But could you put another digestive on top and then turn it into sort
0: of like like a sort of schmorr, like a sandwich? Or even a, like a, a, a budget homemade wagon wheel? Yes, <laughs> Bit of yes there. that would
2: be very budget. I think you absolutely could. Yeah, for sure.
1: Right, that's one we've definitely got yeah. to try tomorrow on the show. Homemade <laughs> wagon wheel. <laughs> Do you use your ear
2: trimmer
1: for your nose as well? Or separate one. Um, As you'll have heard there, our producer, uh, trying to join in with the podcast, you would have heard at the beginning here as we uh, talked about uh, uh, nozzle... uh, Nozzle? Nozzle hair (laughs) trimming. I like to get my nozzle hair cut overall. I have, uh, in response to your question there, What was his question? I didn't even hear him. Which is best. (laughs) He asked whether I use um, my ear strimmer for also my nose and vice versa okay i have a different strimmer for each i don't like to cross poll- pollinate
0: wax with bogies Oh, my, that is just the worst thing. And do you know the weirdest thing about them, the biggest inconsistency about all of this is that you and your other half, Natalie, share one base of an electric uh, toothbrush. Correct. But swap the heads, but you'll have a completely different strimmer for ear and nose. Oh,
1: no, 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 no. You've, you've got a misunderstanding there. We'll share the same charger. I will absolutely not share the same base of the electric uh, toothbrush. I thought you had a
0: head each that you then click onto the, the charged bit that you share. She'd like it that way. That is not what I'm doing. Oh, really? No way! All this time, I thought you shared one charged
1: actual handle piece of a, no, a no, toothbrush. No, no, no. That's what she wants, but I'm not having that. That's <laughs> outrageous. No, no, no. We, we exchange heads. Well, like, listen, there's a lovely a- lovely way to end the podcast.
0: <laughs>
2: OK, guys, ready for this? One,
0: two, three, four. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Let me hear you say. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. It's over,